The Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. All right, and joining us on the show right now is the London Bureau Chief, Kurt Sindulka. Oh, no, I said it wrong. You said it wrong. Sindulka. There Sindulka. you go. Good yeah. morning, Kurt. I'm so sorry. I was practicing and I screwed it up. Good morning, Liz. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's all right. All right. Um, are you in London right now? Um, I'm in New York today, but I'm the deputy chief for the London Bureau of Breitbart. Okay, very cool. Now, um, we've been seeing uh, a lot going on uh, regarding uh, regarding the border. Um, and, and I wanted to ask you, um, we've seen actually border issues going on all over the, uh, the you know, the EU. Um, is that something that is... I saw that they were wanting to move people to Rwanda now. Uh, the UK is trying to pass something that would take um, certain people coming into the country and put them in Rwanda. And what they said was um, Rwanda is not safe enough. Well, how could you put people there? And and so now they've deemed Rwanda safe. <laughs> what is going on with that? Can you explain that? Uh, yeah, that's 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 right, Liz. Uh the UK has been dealing with a migrant crisis, just like the rest of Europe and the United States, for that matter, for years now, basically since 2015, 2016. And with the UK, they have the problem of the English Channel, where people smuggling networks on the coast of France are sending migrants in like dinghy boats over the English Channel and landing on the English coast. So they're trying to pass legislation uh, to allow the government to send illegal boat migrants to asylum processing centers in Rwanda. But earlier this year, the Supreme Court said that Rwanda is not a safe country and there's not a guarantee that Rwanda might just deport them again. So the government is trying to come up with a legal fix. But what's, what's the problem is, is that the immigration hardliners within the Tory party are saying this doesn't go far enough, basically, because it doesn't uh, remove Britain from the European Court of Human Rights, which is technically not a part of the European Union. So it wasn't affected by Brexit. So last year, this court in France told the British government, which isn't a part of the EU anymore, mm-hmm. that you can't deport illegal migrants from your own country. Wow. So people in the people in the Conservative Party are saying, yeah, it's all well and good if Prime Minister Rishi Sunak says uh, that oh, Rwanda's a safe country. It doesn't matter if a, a court in Europe can still block it. So he barely survived a, a critical vote last night um, because about 40 of his own party members abstained from voting rather than mm. voting outright against it. But this is just kicking the can down the road. It's gonna it's gonna flare up again in January, and it really it, it has the potential of collapsing his government because if those same MPs vote against the bill next month, he doesn't have the authority over his own party, and it might it might end end his premiership. Hmm. Well, you know, I as we over the years we've been watching all these boats coming over into Italy and, you know, I mean, it's a really big problem there as it is here, but it seems like they've been uh, enduring this type of issue for much longer. Um, and, or maybe we just started paying attention, you know, uh, during the Obama years, but 
I'm just wondering, how has this changed the landscape uh, the or the political landscape or even the cultural landscape of, you know, because let's say let's say this, Kurt, my mom was born in Italy. She came here in 1958. Um, I bet and she's 82 now. She has no plans to go back uh, to visit again. But I bet if she went back today. I would think it's kind of unrecognizable. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it seems like so many people. A lot have come of parts over. of Italy are certainly unrecognizable. That's and across across Europe, this is totally. You're totally right about that, Liz. Um, it's it's having massive political ramifications throughout Europe. Um, just last month, we saw hardline populist uh, Geert Wilders win a shock election in the Netherlands, which has been one of the most pro open borders countries in the EU. And right now, we're seeing a major political crisis in, in France. So Emmanuel Macron, after after the October 7th attacks on Israel, there's been terror attacks throughout Europe, including two in France. And Macron has said that he was going to fix the immigration. And again, he's putting forward this centrist legislation. And shockingly, we saw both the left and the populist right joined together on Monday to block his legislation. Um, with hmm. the left claiming that it's racist and right. the right saying basically you're not you're not you're not cutting any numbers. This isn't gonna do any good. So his government might fall apart too wow. um within the coming weeks. We'll see how that plays out. So is but there a force like here, it, Kurt? What's that? Is there a force at work here that is making all these people on the move, like to give them the idea that they need to infiltrate countries like the United States and like countries in the EU or, or UK? I mean, is there a yeah, mission? There, 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 there certainly are a lot of forces that are that are behind all of this. I mean, you have on the one hand, you have people smuggling networks operating um, on the coast of Africa, um, who are who often extort the migrants for thousands of dollars, often put them into basically either sex slavery or the black market, um, and also put their lives in danger at the same time. We've seen thousands of drownings in the Mediterranean mm-hmm. Sea, and putting these people at work at risk. But we also see that there are massively funded NGOs that facilitate a lot of this because what you'll see is Mm -hmm. the people smuggling networks will give the migrant boats just enough gasoline to get halfway through uh, halfway across the the water and then these ngo boats will come pick them up and bring them to europe what a racket yeah that's unbelievable. And then I saw a lot of um in and you're in New York. I heard that there are um NGOs in New York that are in charge of handling the migrants in New York City. So they're making a boatload of money. Yeah, it's happening everywhere. This is this is definitely a coordinated effort. That's what it to seems. To bring all these people into our, Europe anywhere. and the United mm-hmm. States. And I just yeah. wonder why you know, I mean, people say, oh, the Great Replacement Theory and, oh, they're trying to, you know, change uh, the votes and, you know, make make it more left, make it more Democrat. I, I don't I, we, we see how it's manifesting, like you just said, in France and UK. We see how it's manifesting. I don't think that's in favor of anybody. I mean. I, th- I think a lot of this is an effort to destabilize 
mm. Western democracies. Yeah, you know, it. It, it. I think a lot of people are just sort of nihilistic about this approach. I don't think some of these people even care if it's Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. They just want to see the West in chaos. Yeah. Well, they are. They are seeing it because <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes. I I, I was just watching a, a video of of you know a stream of people at our southern border, um, and you know we hear Zelensky um, talking, you know, begging for money, and Biden saying, "Hey, you know, I feel like we're, they're going to come around. They're going to give you the money. Don't worry." And uh, and the Republicans, it, it seems like only the Republicans are demanding. I mean, maybe a few Democrats. But they're the only ones demanding attention at the border. And basically what we just want is the current laws to be enforced. I mean, I don't really think there needs to be new policy per se, but basically, like, let's follow the laws. I, you know, what What do you see in that fight? Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's just uh, an unwillingness of mm-hmm. these neoliberal people in power to to not enforce the laws. It's the same happening. Uh, in Europe and the UK, I mean, in the UK, these 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 migrants come across in boats across the English Channel, and then the UK border force picks them up halfway and brings them onto their shores. Yeah, it's it's it, they're That's just not enforcing their own borders intentionally, and Kurt, it's, it's happening everywhere. Kurt Zendulka is who we're speaking with. He's the London uh, uh, bureau for Breitbart. Uh, I wanted to ask you this question because. Nick and I were talking about it earlier regarding Zelensky and about the funding. And we're like, okay, we understand. We understand the concept that if we don't help Ukraine, they'll probably lose to Putin. And then Putin will take whatever he wants in Ukraine. And that would put him up against the border of of NATO countries. And if he encroaches on them, then we are going to be baited into a World War III. I can understand that line of thinking. I don't know if it's true. Um, and so that's the argument that they're using for, or Zelensky's using for us to give him more money. Like, hell, you got to help us beat Putin back. I, I, we don't even know how far Putin has gotten. Uh, we heard he held elections in Russian-controlled parts of Ukraine now, you know. Uh, so, we don't really feel like we know the truth about what's happening in Ukraine if we need to help them. I mean, I'm kind of like waiting for some actual information. What can you tell us? Um, you know, are we getting this? Are, are we getting it wrong by saying we shouldn't be giving them any more money? I don't know. I, okay, so here's, here's I think the the issue about more funding. Mm-hmm. I think the only way to actually get a peace settlement is probably to pressure the Zelensky government by threatening to withhold aid or withholding aid outright. Ah, Um, Zelensky has basically said that he's not willing to negotiate with the terrorist Putin. And so the the issue comes, you feel bad for the people of Ukraine, Mm -hmm. of course, but what's in the American interest? Right now, Putin is, Moscow is holding about a fifth of the country in the east and in uh, Crimea, which they've held since 2014. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these regions are actually Russian-speaking, ethnically Russian. Um, yes, they, they held votes and they voted to align with Russia. There's some debate about whether or not you could trust an election held by 
the Russian government. But the reality is, is that this has been sort of a, a civil war within Ukraine since around yeah. 2014, after the after the coup of the pro-Russian uh, president Viktor Yanukovych. And so, it's it's not in our national interest to be waging a proxy war over pretty insignificant swaths of land mm -hmm. and for people that mostly identify with Russia. You know, it's funny you should say that because I actually spoke to someone who is from Crimea when that first yeah. happened in 2014. And I said, I, I said, oh, where are you from? And she says, I'm, I'm Russian. I live in Crimea. And I said, isn't that, wasn't that Ukrainian? You know, I, I was, didn't know what I was talking about really. And she said, she said, no, we don't want Ukraine. We don't want to be part of Ukraine. They're so corrupt. Putin actually takes care of us. Like he helps, you know, he actually uses the money to to improve, you know? And I said, wow. And it's kind of left me with a new, you know, view on it. And, uh, and back then everybody knew Ukraine was so corrupt. <laughs> so, and it, it still is. Yeah, I mean, one of the major obviously. problems with all of this right now is that uh, there's so much corruption going on right now, and we're sending billions and no, billions of American no taxpayer dollars. Going. And where exactly is it going? We aren't exactly sure, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. into some Ukrainian oligarch's pockets for sure. And it doesn't help that he met with Alex Soros while he yeah, was here. Yeah, that's right. Over the weekend, uh, <laughs> Alex Soros, who is uh, the son of George Soros, yeah. met with Zelensky and his first lady. And it's definitely showing that the globalist forces are intent on keeping this going. Yeah. Uh, Soros has been active in Ukraine since 1990. Mm -hmm. And they've been very active in trying to align Ukraine with the EU. And so wh which agenda are we following as Americans, our own or mm -hmm. other forces? I also saw he met with defense contractors, too. So like you were saying before, yeah. they're the ones that have their hands out for sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are getting very rich off this conflict. And it's sad because there's been hundreds of thousands of casualties for strips of land that are pretty insignificant yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Hey, hey Kurt, uh, do you have any tinfoil handy? I want you to put it on your head for a second. I'm going to ask you this one. <laughs> because, okay. Because it's widely known that uh, Putin is not like this whole globalist idea of things. He thinks that you know, what's best for Russia is what's best for Russia. And he doesn't want any of those outside influences. I just sometimes have a feeling that what he's doing, he's almost the bad guy that we didn't want, but we kind of need in a sense, because his goal is to expose all this global elitism nonsense and kind of, in a sense, expose the corruption that the United States government, both sides of the aisle, and that goes back decades, as you pointed out, kind of expose all of that. Do you, do you see where I'm going with all this? Uh, sh sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I think P Putin is acting in Putin's interest. Right. You know, I, I don't necessarily think we should see him as some savior here. against globalism. <laughs> yeah. Not for not for us, anyway. No, 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 not for, no, right. I agree with you. Not for us. But but by him doing that yeah. to try to keep it out and expose it for what it is, keep it out of Russia, it there, it will also expose it for many people across the globe. I think the Ukraine situation has opened a lot of people's eyes. The, mm. Not only the corruption in Ukraine, but the corruption in Washington's mm -hmm. dealings with Ukraine across Europe. It's, it's certainly exposing a lot of these bad elements. 
show yeah. us today. Kurt Zendulka, thank you so much. The London Bureau uh, Deputy Chief, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you. All right.